the record button has been pressed. So it is time for going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. <laughs> but we hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I think I'm open I mean, your I'm in my mind head. with. I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Today's guest is Charlie Rowland. Charlie Rowland. Ah, fading into me. All right, let's think of a... I had an idea for a flow moment, but I lost it. Too bad. We'll think of something later. Anyways, welcome back to Finding the Flow with Joel. Um, As far as I know, this is before the interview. I'm actually doing this. And uh, I will be having an interview tomorrow morning, early crack ass dawn morning uh, interview with my friend Charlie over here. Um, so, how are you all doing out there? I'm doing good. I think I kind of caught myself like unprepared to get going here, but we're going to talk through this. We're going to get through this. Okay. So, first things first, I wanted to talk about uh, feedback from all my friends that I've been listening to. I went through a Dan Cast and Scott Cast binge. Um, and I'm just, I'm really, um, you know, proud of you guys for keeping it going, you know, and, um, the spirit's still there. Dan, I mean, you can't, uh, you can't, uh, doubt that Dan's, Dan's driven man. Dan's a driven man. He's keeping it alive. That's why we're, uh, us four are so awesome is that, you know, all our qualities kind of, kind of, um, support the other, I think, you know, we all, all got our unique stuff. Because um, sometimes uh, stuff that Dan says is quite uh, the opposite of things that I feel. <laughs> but then, all, all in all, I, I pretty much agree with Dan. But once in a while, he he, I think uh, I think this this is this is a good example of Dan. This is a Dan movie review. Well, I uh, I heard everyone likes this film. I saw it, about a half hour, turned it off, because it was terrible. I don't know what people saw in it, but I didn't. End of story. <laughs> well, this was was a movie that everyone didn't like. I liked it. <laughs> and this is why. Um, let's, uh, Citizen Kane? I don't get it. Why do people like this? Um, you know, Godfather? Yeah, overrated. <laughs> um, Wes Anderson. Oh man, that, that, that is something I could, um, do a little duel, take a little dance, get on tonight. Um, it's just, <sighs> Maybe it's one of those things, if you don't get it, Wes Anderson, then maybe you'll never get it. But, I mean, just, there's so many layers of things to love about Wes Anderson. First of all, the music is great, and, um, you know, I don't know how Dan feels about the music, but um, I I think the music is phenomenal. Um, he he takes old and new and, and just... Uh, really find some real gems, you know, um, yeah, uh, from, from a lot of it from the seventies, eighties, but, you know, it definitely creeps into the newer stuff too. Um, and I mean, but music doesn't make everything. I think what it is, is really that, um, he always seems to be able to show a different side of a popular actor. Um, he gives an outlet to the sort of, uh, so sort of, what do you call it? Childlike, um, universe, I guess. I think it's childlike creative kind of for, for no reason. You know, it doesn't have to make sense. It's just cool kind of stuff. 
but um but ultimately i think they're quite quite brilliant you know they they isolate some some pretty good stories i mean i could go down the list you know bottle rocket was his first one he did with the wilson brothers and uh, actually all three of them i think were in that one and uh you know it's it's um i think that one is was uh you know, my least favorite, but then again, still good. You know, it was, um, it just, it said a good story and it had a lot of like kind of awkward, fun moments. I think he really is good with the awkward moments. He's good with, um, uh, just the art visual end of it. You know, it's very craft, um, centered uh then then the next movie rushmore i loved rushmore that's what really got me into it seeing bill Moore, murray in that sort of role was 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 funny because he he was funny without being funny in that role but he was also i mean good he i think it might have been the beginning of bill murray's real real getting into more serious roles um and it's also their comedies but they're they're not really comedies. They're they're more like dramas with funny situations. Um, I don't know dramedies, but craft craftomedies, cramedies. Cra, that reminds me of Scott. Scott has some hilarious. He goes off on those little things. Scott's awesome, and also I, I love you're getting on that uh, Joe Rogan kick. I mean, he is good. Yeah, you may have to get beyond the like sort of uh, whatever you call it, frat boy thing he's got going on. But uh, for the most part, he's he, he's doing something no one else is doing, for sure. Just talking. It's really just talking for hours, you know, and and keeping. I think it's excitement. He has excitement for. Everything he talks about, I think I I have a similar quality of just excitement for things. Um, but moving on, Wes Anderson. I mean, I, I'm not going to go through all the movies. Just just saying, like, uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, I mean, I could keep going, but I'm not gonna. But let's just say that so rare do you find a uh, a uh, director writer um kind of a troop now he has a certain amount of actors that he always uses continue to make time and time again like just classic memorable lovable films entertaining always they're just always good um and like seven for seven or something like that very good you know bottle rocket rushmore uh the royal tenenbaums like that a lot um, that brought Bill, Ben Stiller in there. Uh, was it Gwyneth, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? I, I can't remember, but brought everyone in a different light. Um, uh, Angelica Houston. Uh, then um, the uh, the the sea one. The the, the uh, Life Aquatic was is my I think all time favorite. Um, and the the train one the Darjeeling Limited, and that one with the kid. I can't remember what that name was. And and then the one, the the hotel, whatever. And and the Fantastic Mr. Fox, that was really good. Have, as, have, I, that's kind of like a missed one, I think, sometimes. But Fantastic Mr. Fox was, was amazing. Had friggin', uh, what's the name, George Clooney as as the fox's voice, you know, all the same characters, you know, but like really excellent um uh pu- puppet what do you call that? Claymation, puppet animation. Awesome stuff. So, you know, Dan just means we're going to have to talk and battle it out. Going to have to battle it out. <laughs> uh but um you know, I was almost thinking like trying to assign body parts to us, you know, like, but, but that might get too, you know, suggestive, but, um, but, you know, I would, maybe Dan is like, uh, you know, the heart of this podcast. Maybe, maybe all four of us is just all one podcast in one, you know, maybe Dan's the heart cause he just keeps it pumping, keeps them coming out. 
keeps him at a rhythm. He's, he, you know, I mean, I think I think he needs it too. But like we all need this. I think it's a nice activity. But um, you know, it's it's overwhelming when you think about the kind of work it takes. But then it's not that much work. So that's the thing. It it really it's it's one of those things. Just like anything, when you're in it, you're in it. When you're out of it, it's hard to get back in it. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. Okay, so I have some stories about me. I, I keep forgetting. I mean, you've got uh, a lot of catching up to do. Uh, that was a burp. Okay. First of all, I am uh, just recovering. <laughs> Recently, I had gotten a vasectomy. I got a vasectomy in exchange for my boy. I admit it. I mean, we didn't do anything to make a boy, but odds were that we would have a boy. <laughs> Man, I don't. I, by by no means does it matter if we had a girl, but it's just awesome that I did have the boy. You know, it's one of those things. Like, like I would have been. I was in love with when I had one girl. I was in love when I had two, and uh, I, I would have been in love if I had three girls. I would have been in love if I had you know what I have now, which is I just think nice. I got my boy. I got a boy. You know. So either way, when I had uh, negotiated with my wife about um, <laughs> about having this boy, because you know three kids is starting to get close, and and I also wanted kind of a tight group in two two years between all of them. So we got we got ter- currently three kids under four, but I'm telling you, man, it, it's 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 wonderful. Um, you know, our oldest is just getting to a point where she's. She's not that high maintenance, you know. She's she's she does a lot for most of the things on her own, and and Ada, the middle one, is is still high maintenance. But you know, Sophie was high maintenance when when we had when we had Ada, so we're kind of used to that. But it's just that we're extending it another couple years. But I got my boy. I'm gonna say this: I got my boy. I got another stand-up PD baby. I got a kid that I can, you know. I mean, even though girls can play sports too, I got a kid that I can like play sports with. Like that, uh, I don't, that, that doesn't sound great. I mean, I'm going to do everything with both, all the kids, but it's just that, you know, I got, I got a kid now that could be taller than me. I got a kid now that's, that could be like, um, you know, just everything that boys can be that girls can't. God damn it. That's true. There's boys, boys can be shit that girls can't. And I like to try that out too. I like to talk to him about boy stuff. I like to go drink with him, you know, eventually. He's my boy. Yeah. I mean, of, of course. I mean, it's, it's fucking common knowledge. People, people like to have boys. I mean, it's, it's nothing nothing to be ashamed of. All right. Anyways. So um, so I got a vasectomy in exchange for that. So so basically, I, I got that going. I got, every, you know, just taking care of business and um, got, got a, a checkup. And then I uh, said, okay, let's do this. Um, so they scheduled me as, as soon as they, they could. And I, I got over there and I did it, but this is the thing I kind of see, I kind of took for granted. I've been getting, you know, I've been being so, um, productive lately that, um, I'm, I'm at this point, I'd have a hard time not being productive. And so like, like a perfect fate, I get a, I um a knock on the door and say slow down. And uh what it was was that um I got the surgery. I was having a great time, you know. I mean, you you have to get Novocaine and and the other side, but I mean, for, you know, shots are not that bad, you know. Always say at the end shots are not that bad, you know. You just get pricked a little. And then after that, everything was done. You know, everything was uh was was uh, just the feeling of of things getting done on my penis, <laughs> um, but I was I was like half asleep. I mean, it actually kind of worked because it was the early afternoon, so so it was like after lunch, and I was getting um, what do you call it, uh, drowsy, and so and and I was having a nice conversation with the the nurse and the urologist. I was just we we're just talking about stuff, having a good time. And so it just kind of goes to the point that I probably wasn't taking it seriously enough. Like my brother had told me when he, he got his, my brother Dave, he told me that it's like you get 
black and blue balls, like it's sort like it feels like you get punched in the balls for three days and then it's over, right? So that was my kind of impression. So so I I had gotten done with the surgery and I drove myself there and I drove myself home. But I I went to the gas station. You know, I wasn't feeling too bad. It, it did it did feel funky, but I didn't feel too bad. And uh, I walked or I got to the gas station. They pumped it for me. It's not a big deal. I was driving anyways. Then I I went and I I just checked to make sure you know I you know I I checked up on things at the hilltop. So it took a little bit of walking. Then I went home. Uh, but then by the time I got home, the the uh my my ball was my right ball had gotten to the size of a grapefruit um so i i figured okay this is probably normal uh but then i um looked it up online just to make sure and i saw that um if it is the size of a grapefruit which mine was that you could have um internal bleeding so I had um, uh, internal bleeding. I, I they had arteral and they had uh, visceral or vein. I, I'm not sure what the the V word was, but I had arteral bleeding, which was um, well, no, I didn't. But but for the signs that I had were towards that because it said that arteral would have in, a, in a, you know an hour or something like that, or immediately, whereas. Uh, the next day, if you find that that's happening, that's that's venal. So so um. So I did have venal bleeding, but I, I ended up going to the emergency room because the um, urologist was on call. They were not, uh, and I was not able to get a hold of him. So I went to the emergency room, and uh, and so the they got finally got the urologist there. But things moved so slow. I mean, it was like three hours by the time we. And then he uh, he looked at it and he just said, "All right, did you did you do too much?" And I said, "Well, I walked around a little bit, but I didn't do much besides that." And he says, "You should have just went right on your back, you know, um, and relaxed." And uh, and so um, I did after that, and I was out of commission for a while. I was out of commission for maybe four or five days. And then I started getting able to walk again, um, and without, without any pain to the, uh, support system. Basically it was, it was all the, this stuff that holds up your balls. And one of my balls are so heavy, it was tugging at them and they were all raw and, and, you know, whatever. So, so I had a big bruise all up my, the bottom of my, my, uh, abdomen. Um, so, you know, I, I learned my lesson, um, but now I'm back on my feet. It's been um, two and a half weeks since the since the surgery, <laughs> and um, I've I've never been more active. Uh, my right ball is still a little bit on the big side, but everything else is pretty much good. And and the uh, the um, the urologist had told me that you know it's gonna go down, but it's gonna be up for a while, still a, a couple weeks yet. Um, so now, uh, the projected course is that I'm at, uh, in a couple months, I'm going to ejaculate. He said, uh, doctor's orders, you need to ejaculate at least twice a week. (laughs) So, so, uh, that's great. Right. Um, you know, I, I gotta go to my wife and like, well, doctor's orders, um, I'm going to have to get this out, you know, with you, without you. I'm just, just saying, you know, if you want me to go to the bathroom, uh, I will. I'll take care of it. I might have my, <laughs> I might have my tablet with me. Uh, so, so that's that. Um, then, uh, so, so, you know, I mean, that's not, you know, it's a big deal. Uh, so I got my new baby boy named Win Leighton Franklin. He's here right now. I'm rocking him and he's just chilling out. Actually, I'm going to have to take him home pretty soon. Um, but so far, he's hasn't made a word. But I, I, I'm, I'm rocking him with my foot. So, um, let's see where to begin. I, I had that studio up in a, a little ways that I've I showed you pictures of. So the studio situation 
was nice, but it was kind of a pain in the ass to get over there. So that turned into a little bit of a, you know, not as fun, I guess, to to just keep on going. It's such an effort, you know, and I couldn't multitask. I couldn't like, you know, like right now I, I have, can have win with me. Where that probably wouldn't have been possible with the the other, because you know it's um even even a mile away is still you gotta you gotta make an effort, um, and uh, so lucky me I got the space. Um, it's kind of another advantage of community living. They got the space that they have like uh, it's just basically a I don't know a a repository for activities. It's a, uh, a cement floor building, um, kind of a lean to style. And it has, uh, um, gymnastic mats. It has a ping pong table. It has art supplies. It, you know, it's, it's pretty big and we're gonna, we're gonna put our studio in here. We're gonna have walls put in this place and have a soundproof studio so I can, you know, now say shit, fuck, cunt, and not worry about people outside the door hearing me say that, that business. Um, so what else is going on? So, so we got the studio happening soon. This is kind of an, also an enabling factor for me, the podcast. So it's also an enabling factor is me getting up shit, shit ass early. That's good. Um, Another factor, uh, well, enough about factors. Let's just keep thinking about things that's that's uh, updating with Joel. Got a whole like, almost a year of shit. Um, well, but uh, I, you know, maybe we'll just do pieces at time, little pieces at time. All right, I did a little feedback. Sorry, Scott, I didn't feedback enough, but I, I just, I don't know. Ah, I, I mean, I listened to like. 15 Dan cast episodes and I haven't given him much feedback except that, that he, about his movie criticism. And that's, you know, that's kind of a snarky key feedback, you know, I mean, what the hell? Oh, I do have one thing. So, so either way, you know, I'll get better at that, you know, because you guys are going to keep on sending them out because I'm going to piss you off and you're going to send them out. Cause you got to tell me I pissed you off. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, I just heard in the news that Florida has beaten New York in population. Did you hear that shit? Florida has like seven of the top um, uh, growing cities, urban areas. You know, I mean, that's that's like all of Florida's cities. Tampa, Orlando, Miami. Uh, I mean, I bet you Cuba has a big thing to do with that, where our relations with Cuba is getting better. You know, uh, what else is there? Sar- Sarasota? I don't even know. Uh, what other cities there are, uh, 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 Daytona, maybe Jacksonville. Okay. I can name five. They got seven Tallahassee. Okay. Six. Um, pretty good job. Geography. Seven. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Oh, probably, um, the place where the Florida Gators play. Uh, What's the name of that city? It's where the Florida Gators play. It's where Tom Petty came from. It's where Tom Petty came from. Where is that place? The Tom Petty was so awesome. I don't listen to him enough, but I respect Tom Petty because he's so good at writing songs. Gainesville. Gainesville, Florida. All right, so that's seven. Miami, Gainesville, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, and I think I said Sarasota, which I don't think is is a city in Florida. So either way, Florida is growing. What's going on? Uh, why is it growing so fast? Okay, I mean I could think of Cuba. One, number two, I think um, maybe it's a liberal migration. You know, I've I've heard about Florida's makeup because it was um, so long part of Spain. Uh, it has an interesting liberal South with a far South North in Florida. Like the North of Florida is like the South and the South of Florida is like liberal, like the North. So, um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting state. And and also, I mean, maybe it's a baby boom, boom. That's probably part of it too. You know, baby boomers are making their way down there. It's probably getting that much more liberal. Um, I, I'm around a lot of baby boomers here. They are 
kind of annoying. Baby boomers are annoying, especially now that they're getting old because they're basically in their name. They're big babies. Some of them, a lot of them, a lot of them are big babies. They got everything, fucking everything that they wanted, I think, you know. Baby boomers got the drugs. They got the the um, the pass on like like during the most best economic time when they were kids. They uh, they got their best chance of life when they got to be adults. And then you know they they also, I mean it's just it's just a setup for for a relatively selfish um, generation, but also a cool generation. I mean they fucking brought a lot to the platform, but get over it. You know, you're getting old now. Like, if you if you can't accept new things, you're the old people too. Man, you freaking baby boomers, you forget what it's like to be a baby. No, you're all big babies. All right, so that's enough of that. And we're going to move on to the interview with Charlie. All right. I think it's the next day. Um, so, you know, Ch- Charlie... Um, Charlie was a, a real delight. I mean, the reason that I was able to to even snag this interview is because you know I'm up so early; no one else is up. But we have this thing called um, uh, night spending, which is the basically the night shift that you spend on rotation, like uh, most people once or twice a month, where they uh, spend the night um, at the at the nursing home overnight. You know, just one person. And they just keep an eye on things, you know, the, do the rounds, kind of security, care, duty, and they make sure every, everyone's okay. Um, so Charlie is on the drags of this. <laughs> He's been up all night, and he he told me he would do this, but then he, uh, he totally backed out the next day because he realized what it meant. And now I see what it meant to him right right in the present because he's like all frizzle frazzled. This is your. Um, he's all frizzle frazzled and, and he uh, he's you know just just out of it, but and croaking around. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what? he's here. He's here. What? Um, so if you want headphones, um, here. so um, so you know, I I uh, came right at four four twenty, just like I said I would. He had to crawl through the window. Yeah, I Talk, left him a window open. Talking to Mike, buddy. I left him a window open, figuring, you know. Yeah, that he he would do that. Yeah. But I had to lock up well, just in case. Just just in case, but the the creepy crawlers don't come around. Yes. Uh, so how you doing, Charlie? Today. Um. You, I mean, how was the night? I'm ready for breakfast. Yeah. And then bed. Yeah. You, yes. you want to eat something right now? No. The cookie? No, oh, wait, I can't, you can't eat cookies. That's right. What? I got to go home yes. and make sausages tell, and tell, eggs. Tell us about that. What, that I can't eat cookies? Yeah. Uh, it's not fun, especially when you're night spending. Why can't you eat cookies? Because I'm diabetic now. Because you're diabetic now. That, that, <coughs> see, like, you, the, Charlie is like, you know, fit as a fiddle. But Trader Joe's has excellent breakfast sausages. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Organic Maple, they're maple flavored, but only two grams of sugar. Okay. So there you go. You all right. know. All right. All right. All right. I, you know, I, I don't know how, how does diabetes work as far as the fat and everything and uh, every other elements that are. I don't not know. Fat. You know, I got it right when I, I'm like Joel. I just had a new little baby, and uh, I got it around the same time I had the baby. So I'm still trying to figure it all out. Yeah. I have lost a whopping uh, almost. 50 pounds. You lost all that baby weight. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I might blow away in the wind. I'm looking like some hippie commune. You, you do look skinnier. Yes. None yeah. of my clothes fit. Um, yes. <laughs> I think I could start fitting in her soon. If you don't know who she is, she's a little tiny, tiny lady who works here. Yeah. She's she, got a crush she, on Joel. <laughs> she's, um, she's at this point, she's gotten pretty bad. She's, uh, she used to be like a, a pewter smith or whatever, and and she's like four foot ten maybe, and she makes little noises like this, <laughs> and uh, and so now she's she's gotten to the point where she's not independent anymore, and it's a uh, it's sad because yes. she's like one of those really independent type women. Well, she where she used to do uh, pewter smith and sugarloaf. New York, if you've never been there, you should go check out the town. That sounds good. It sounds like a bad town for you now. Well, it's a good place. 
<laughs> yes, I guess Sugarloaf. <laughs> but it's a neat little town of all these um, little storefronts, and most Are of the people live there. Most of the people live there. And in their storefronts are all handcrafted stuff. So she was a pewter smith. There's a leather person. There's a hat maker. Uh, where, where is it? Um, out by Warwick, about an hour from here. About an hour north, probably. Yeah, oh, along the place. Hudson. It's a good place to go with your children up cool. in Orange County. So, it's a, yeah, it's like, it sounds like, uh, is it close to Rhinebeck? No, 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 no. Much, much closer. Much closer? Okay. Yeah, like okay. a, like a, is it a long afternoon trip. No, no. It's um, Warwick, Middletown, Goshen is where Will Bosch is going to go get oh. straw. Okay, it's yeah. In that uh, okay, going going towards west towards the, the yeah. Catskills. Yeah, very easy to get to from here. Yeah, neat little place to go with your kids, um, or with on a date if you are trying to be like Joel and not let the wife know you take them far away. <laughs> uh, no, Joel has been laid up, so he, we know he's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. I um, I just uh, let them know about my uh, my surgery and uh, and my swollen. I still have a swollen testicle. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I I think it's filled with like blood and lymph right now, oh, and it's just good. like taking forever to dissolve. But all in all, everything else is fine. Joel Joel for a little while in life felt like in his relationship he needed to have the kahunes, so he got this. Surgery to swell up so he could see what it feels like to actually be the one with the balls in the family. That's right. You know what I felt like? Have you ever seen Conan? You, you know, you know the masturbating bear. <laughs> For a while there, my my balls were hanging like the masturbating bear. Uh, you know how we? Always, uh, yeah, have you ever? You never seen that? I don't I, know if I have. I, I remember when uh, when Conan changed from. Uh, Twelve thirty to eleven thirty, he oh, had to no. take a few of his characters away, and he had to say goodbye to the master. I was thinking there. Conan the Barbarian the oh, cartoon. Sorry. I Conan, watched as Conan. a kid. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What? <laughs> you got to go up the mountain. <laughs> How do you get up the mountain? Yes, you got to go up. Yeah, we're a big fan of Conan around here. But yeah. Conan O'Brien, you, you you seen the master? No, did you watch old Conan O'Brien's? I did, but I, you know, a lot of that time in my life, uh, when he kind of was out, I was away from, uh, television there for a while. It's, it's now more. I do watch him every now and then on TBS now. Yeah, I, I don't mind the TBS show, but it's like one of those things when I, I feel like he's gone off the face of the planet just because I'm not watching him anymore. But he's, but he's I'm sure, K, he's I'm sure he's doing fine. I saw him on TV. I see him on the internet actually. He's, this week is actually David Letterman's last week. Uh, it's exciting. Colbert. Yeah. Colbert. Coming up soon. He actually just, um, Phil gave millions and millions of dollars to the educational board of South Carolina. He covered all the teacher's grant request. That they asked because oh, South Carolina. Because they, they weren't. From. They don't yeah, take yeah, care yeah. of they're, their. They're, South Carolina is like one of the worst. Yeah, they don't take care of their educational system, you know, like keep the black man down, poor education, makes other people more wealthy. So Conan steps in. I mean, so uh, Colbert steps in and through his foundation gave millions and millions of dollars cover everyone's grants yeah i heard something about south carolina the reason that it's so weird is that it, it's got some history with its ports or something like that that made them rebellious but i, I can't remember the exact history but south carolina has been rebellious right from the colonial times yes yes yep. and then all the way as we know they were they, they were the first to sign up to the confederacy and they fired i don't know they were the first to sign at, up they at, were the after first the virginia to, they whatever started the war they yeah. shot the first shots from Charleston over Fort Sumter, of where course. where there was a Union um, barricade out in Fort Sumter, which is a fort that sits in the opening of the harbor where the boats come in and out. And I heard they also won a great battle uh, during the Revolution too. They like won a completely outnumbered battle. And there were a couple. Of, well, you know, if it, what's the name of that movie? The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Yeah, it's all about uh, Francis Mary and the Swamp Fox and. Oh, Growing that, up down that? there, he nice. was very popular in uh, our history classes. Yeah, I bet. And, I, uh, I, you, I bet the the Southern history was a little skewed towards the cool stuff, right? 
Yeah, I imagine it was. I've stuff in their and, favor. I've gone back and read some stuff recently when I've been down there to visit on um, just how established the Native American tribes were uh-huh. there and just how established South Carolina was as like kind of what it was once the colonial people came in and took over and rebuilt. And I mean, it was very, it was very big. A lot of people living there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so it was initially like, like it just, uh, South Carolina found its place really quick. I guess. Yeah. Um, and so what was the Indian situation down there? Well, it was just, Ooh, I gotta go. I got a buzzer. Okay. Yep. All right, we're back. So Charlie had a buzz. Tell me about those buzzes. Oh, uh. It looks pretty buzzed right now. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Um, yeah, so five, when five there's a buzz and we're working here, you hear the buzz, you gotta go to the room. <laughs> yeah. Someone's yeah, it's, it's normally, one of those. It's normally mm-hmm. someone just has to, you just have to make sure they don't hit the deck, like fall on the floor. Cause who was it this time? Who do you think? Yeah, for like the. That's the only person really time. tonight. Yeah, yeah, the person we were just talking about. She she gets she pro, she gets UTIs, which is inside language urinary tract infections. Whether whether this is personal information or not, it is. Uh, yeah, it's illegal. <laughs> it's no, illegal. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, I I can beep beep. You know, the bat, when, when we when we uh, put this out in public, it'll be completely bleeped out. Uh, so she gets those, and so she pees about seven times a night, right? And, and and I think she I don't know what it is but but she has this little mat that if she steps off her bed she, it will turn off the buzzer or turn on the buzzer or sometimes before she got her new bed a couple of times in a row I spent the night she set off the mat by falling onto the mat <laughs> out of bed yep and her thud and you look over because she's kinda, uh, yeah she I, I I she's I a tough her. cookie though I I think she um. You know, probably did something similar to this, but she just wasn't, she was independent, so no one noticed. Um, but now, she, since she, she needs the buzzer, you know, we hear it all the time. And uh, I was around on night spending when she had one of her first falls. Like, I, it was like t- now, you know, four, four-ish, you know, she was an early riser. Um, and so she was up. I mean, it, that was that was the only thing that was annoying about her when she was she wasn't you know had a problem was that she would get up at like four o'clock in the morning and you had to deal with a little eh, going around and uh, so she um, she fell right in her back and I went to do my rounds at like four twenty and she was like a turtle sitting there she was just like help help and I was like. That was the freakiest thing to see, like, down the hallway. I was like, what is that sound? And then I, I walk, and there she is, right in her back, just, like, completely helpless. I don't know how Did long she was the there. night when someone passed? No. No. Uh, we, we passed while I was sick. Well, uh, um, what was up? Just the, you know, just happened, right? Yeah. She, uh, she kept was, asking to go home. Yep. And she, she wanted she, to go uh, hang out with Stink. Yeah. So she decided to say goodbye in a good way. I mean, you know. It's interesting. We see a lot of people pass here, and uh, you see him start to breathe, and she caught the breath. Yeah, the the breathing that was the same sign I saw with the animals. If they start going, yeah, that's when you know like death is like imminent. It's like within a day away or two. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, I mean, that see here, I've never seen a person in a casket before. I mean, I don't know if that sounds more. Is it interesting when you go in and you can't tell if they're still alive or, oh, and, and you're kind of questioning yourself and you're questioning the situation. Uh, how many times bit. has that happened to you? I've come across a few here. Three I've come across. Well, it happens enough. Not, not when they're spending, not always spending the night, but I've come across. Yeah. Um, we're probably violating so many laws right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We can talk about death, I think. Yeah, we can talk about death, but fine. like the second names, we should, we yes. should start topping the names. Uh, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to bop out all the names. I'll Sounds just say good. that person, that, that person. person. Yeah, yeah. So that person that just passed away. Yes. She, um, I mean, I, I, um, her husband uh, was, was really fun. He always got a kick out of my singing and their family wants me to sing a song for their their thing. Oh, they're going to have something. Yeah. Sunny boy. 
Sonny Boy. That was the song. Sonny Boy, yes. Yeah. He's always singing. I was thinking of him last night when I came in. And between every night when I would come spend the night, I go hang out with him between eleven and like eleven forty. Yeah, he was always up watching always TV, going, and the TV he, was blaring. He, he's a cool eating, cat, you know. Eating a plate of cereal. Yeah, he'd always eat cereal on a paper plate. Yeah, he'd never actually eat the food we serve here. Yes, he, he was such a such a, uh, a what would he call it? You know, finicky eater. Yes, and he never had his teeth in. He was always he was always real pleasant at that time of night. He was always. I, I loved. I liked the way he talked. I had a nice little conversation with him right before he he, like he never lost it, but he, you know, and in the end, like it was it was rough, you know, like um, when she he hurt his back, yeah, and and then like to touch him was just like yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this is a. I, I, I wanted to say, like, I liked his voice. Yeah, it, and I think that was good for him. You know, I don't think he was one to for pain. That'll be nice to have a, a service for them. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it took a while for his, his like another almost half year for his wife to pass on. Yeah, maybe more. And that's who we're talking about that just passed. Take now. my grandfather years though. He should have caught up with my grandmother a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, he's still around. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's usually the grandmother, like oh, it almost seems to always be the woman that, that to do the extra little while, like, like as if it's like, like they're programmed better to take, take it, you know? So like, let's move from death to life. How's, how's well, well, but, but, but one man? thing, yeah, but, uh, uh, voice, I love yeah. voice. You know, he had that accent of Mel Brooks. Right, Bronx. Uh, yeah, Bronx, Bronx accent. Jew. Yeah, and it was just it was <laughs> hilarious, and I, I yeah I had a really nice conversation. I actually don't have to go into I that. I hear that Spaceballs in the movie too. No. Yes. In some form. I remember. Of like Empire I remember, Strikes Back. Uh, Mel Brooks. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's that is would be awesome if that's true because that's right along with another Star Wars. Right. I, that's why they're doing it. I hear I that. Know. That is awesome. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, so may the I mean, sports Mel, be with Mel you. Brooks is like ninety something now, and he's still awesome. It was all his faculties. I listened to him on um, on Mark Maron's podcast, and it was the best. Huh. Um, and, and, uh, so I just remember during that conversations when he said, um, they are talking about his masterpieces, like, you know, producers and, and young Frankenstein and blazing saddles and all these, you know, amazing pieces. And then, and then he says, you know, just as a joke, but you know, the one that I make the most money on, space well, I mean, balls. these balls in space, <laughs> you know, he's like, of course, that's, that's my highest grossing film ever. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. It, it's funny. It, the stuff he shits out is, is still good. I yeah. mean, he, he was like always good. You know, yeah. there was hardly a, I mean, I, mean, I even like his ones that were not so famous. Blazing Saddles is like it's considered, a classic, but uh, space balls really like, yeah. uh, you know, if have, you like Star Wars, it, have you seen high anxiety? I don't know. These are real, like, like going, like during the early ages, like he had some monsters, but then he also had a few flops. High anxiety and, uh, um, the, uh, oh, 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 the silent movie. The silent movie. I've seen the silent I, movie. And they're good though. And yes. they still, and they all have that same crew. We were, I was just talking about how like Wes Anderson has a crew, you know, and Mel Brooks had a crew too. Yeah. yeah the did. Dom DeLuise, the Marty Feldman. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he would get, you know, um, the guy from Young Frank. What's his name? Uh, I forget that guy's name. Uh, he was if also, you want a few. <laughs> he was also in, Paradise. He was, <laughs> you do that well. He was also friend. All in you that have to do is movie. chew it. He was friends with All you have to do is Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder, who was amazing in his own right, had gotten two two of Mel Brooks' film, right? He was in Young Frankenstein. He and and uh, Silent Movie? No. Oh, maybe I, I... For some reason, I thought there was one more. Was it? It wasn't Blazing Saddles. He wasn't in that. I guess he only ended up in. in so he was. He was a guest, but like, I'm so tired what a guest! Right now I'm a little confused. What a guest! So speaking of another good movies, yeah. they're doing the Muppet movie, oh. Rocky Horror Picture Show style. Okay. They've set people have set it up and it's opening up in theaters all over the place right now. I know they're doing it somewhere, like a couple miles north yeah. of here, where you go in and they give you a bag of goodies. And during different parts of the Muppet movie, you're supposed to say things and do things and stuff. <laughs> nice. And if you haven't seen that movie so in a is, long time, you should watch it. 
because the, the uh, Rocky Horror. No, no, the original Muppet movie. Oh, the original. Dom, oh, yeah. Anything oh, yeah. about it when you said yeah, Dom, yeah, Dom DeLuise? Yeah, because you know it's got Steve Martin, Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise and the Spaceballs was uh, Pizza the Hut, right? Yes, Pizza Hut. <laughs> I mean, it has all these like cameos throughout the whole thing, and there's oh, so many jokes for oh adults. For, for oh yeah 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 Muppet, Muppets was great. That was probably one of the first that I saw. I was like kid and adult friendly, right? Which is now that's what like. Cartoon Network's all about. Okay, he's buzzed again. I'll, I'll, what's that? Yeah, I'm gonna keep going. Okay, so um, uh, we were talking Gene Wilder. I guess he wasn't in any other, but but uh, yeah, the crew, Marty Feldman, uh, uh, Dom DeLuise, and um, yeah, those, those basically those two. But there, there was other. Oh, that that lady, that blonde lady. There's also History of the World Part One. If it, I, I'm, um, let's see. High anxiety was pretty good, but like I, you could, you can give or take that one. You know, I, I wouldn't put that on like recommended, but I would recommend. Uh, well, I would recommend Silent Movie just for it's um a picture of a time because basically it said like we're gonna make a stupid movie make it a silent movie and then and then um you know sell it by getting a whole bunch of stars so you you basically get to see all the stars from the day and the biggest catch was um what's his name uh burt reynolds uh but but a whole bunch of other stars there It it was it's fun the way that they just threw in a million cameos in a movie um and uh then then there was History of the World Part One, and if you haven't seen that, definitely see that one. That one is amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, there's so many memorable moments in that one. Uh, and Dom DeLuise is the uh, is Caesar. <laughs> uh, he's a very good Caesar. Um, so Charlie's answering another buzz. Um, uh, this morning is getting uh, it's, the light is starting to shine. It's uh, it's a nice. It's nice in here. You know, the first time I did night spending here, you know, it was a little weird being here when there wasn't so much activity. But um, it, uh, it really, it, it, you see a different side of the place. I think you see a different side of everything when it's, when it's nighttime. You know, like the, the busyness is gone. And then it's like, it's like a hollow, hollow bucket or something. It's a it's a hollow um, hollow place that's still got like um, a resonance of its a resonance of its like effect. It's it's like you know all the people that have been in and out of it, but it's uh, it's lost. It's just lost the 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 right now and en- you know energy of people in there. But it's it's still especially a place that's like full of people but everyone's sleeping you just you can you can almost see like like the i don't know it's just it's very much still alive i guess that's that's what i'm trying to say and sleep's an interesting thing in itself and i'll I'll get on that in a second so sleep sleep is is like i mean i don't i don't usually spend too much time thinking about it but i mean um when you do, doesn't it seem kind of weird? Doesn't it seem kind of weird that everything, most things that are um, alive are programmed to have this super vulnerable place they go into where that's like completely necessary for them to survive? Like a third of your life. I mean, if you get your eight hours, about a third of your life you spend sleeping. What's the deal with that? What is the deal with that? I'm asking you, what's the deal with that? I mean, if uh, I mean, if your sleeping doesn't align with someone else's sleeping, then they're awake when you're sleeping. Get my drift? You know, I mean, uh, it's like, um, you know, imagine you're a warrior, right? And uh, you're you're like fighting everything, defending yourself. You know, other warriors are coming at you all the time, and then. Uh, um, you know, you're there for a fight. And then for eight hours, you become this gentle little lamb that, that's, um, snoring away. You know, I mean, I, I guess, you know, and if, if you're, if you're quiet enough, you know, you could sneak right up on them 
and um, you know, just have have a complete uh, go at it. You know, completely vulnerable. So, you know, you need something to kind of defend yourself from that. Like maybe someone else stays up and watches guard duty, or you got some place to keep you safe, or or you know, or you got the safety of nighttime. But it's not so safe when you got friggin' things I can see in the dark. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Um, we're, we're built in with this element of vulnerability in so many ways. I mean, life, someone, someone said it like, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, what situation you're in, life is hard. And so, so that's, that's kind of a good way to look at it. I think, uh, there was, it was another thing, Mary, Mar- uh, Mark Marin's podcast, um, he was talking to, uh, the guy that, that did all in the family, uh, that was a great interview. He, he has also got all his faculties. Um, and he, he, he was, um, yeah, basically like a few times I mentioned, you know, life, like just life is just hard, you know, no matter what situation you were in, life is hard. And, and, uh, I'm, I, I definitely believe that. I mean, maybe, Maybe I still would have a hard time believing, you know, if I got all that money, if I had all that money, you know, things would be a lot better. But um, I actually made a a song about this. Uh, the the main the main um, you know, uh, lyric roundabout is um, is that uh, um, it, you're let's see. If you want to go somewhere, you're not getting too far till you find happiness where you are. And that's totally true. You could be miserable as someone on the streets, you know, and you could be miserable as someone in a mansion. Um, you know, so, and, and so basically that, that life is hard, you know, that basically means, you know, life is a challenge, you know, there's never any, break there's always going to be challenges in life you can't run away and escape from it all we try so hard i mean if if life wasn't so hard escapism wouldn't be so appealing you know if, if life was like drugs then who would need the drugs right if life was like um movies <laughs> but no life is life is like you are in a movie but you feel everything and you 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 know, you get tired and you, you, you need to get up and you need to have your faculties and you're like, you know, you're very much like, I mean, it's funny, you know, video games or movies are created from the experience of people or, or from stories and whatnot. But, uh, now it's gotten to the point where you reference, um, living life with a movie or a video game. <laughs> it's just, it's, but it's just funny I mean, where things have gone that, um, you know, so much of our education and life experience is spent in front of a screen. Um, but either way, it is funny because those things that are escapes, you know, like they're, you know, jacked up life, you know, in a safe way, usually. You know, but, um, you could also get your thrills from that real, you know, in a real way. But, but all, all I'm saying is that escapism is so, so appealing because, because life is so hard. Um, you know, so what is it about life that makes it so hard? You know, um, think of all the things that, that can set, let's just think about hard things in life just in a day to day, like without any, um, any like like if you even if you're having a good day, these are hard things. One is uh, waking up, right? Waking up is hard, especially if you're waking up. You know, w- which is usual. You're waking up a little bit on the the edge. You know, like like or sometimes you're waking up and you really are tired, and then that's really messed up. You know, and and so that's a tough feeling. You know, that feeling of of you know, being taken out of this, this warm, comfortable place to this harsh, you know, groggy, painful eyes and whatever feeling. 
Um, also, um, you know, Charlie told me to, to, to go on and I really am going on. <laughs> he is gone too. Um, there's also, uh, well, um, hard things in life. Uh, like I thought when, when you're born, like, you know, the birth, right? I mean, you got squeezed through a canal that's tight and you're, your fucking head like collapses. You know, you're probably like built to like take on the stress, but it's still it's, it's super stressful, right? I mean, that's probably why babies have no memory in the beginning. It's because they have to go through that trauma. Uh and and then then you're sped out and hopefully things get a little better there. You know, you you get your first drug, you get that that milk, and then you're like, oh, Thank God I got my escape from this harsh hunger and pain and brightness and and craziness. I got, um, by the way, we did a home birth again. And um, so, so uh, long story short, the, the, we, we did it in the bathroom and uh, Sarah did a great job. Uh, we had some, some really nice moments. It was a very, very uh, nice birth all in all. And uh, so... It got down to the to the wire, and we knew things were happening. And then she just changed position, and boom, it happened. And um, I was on it most of the time. You know, the the midwives were there, but they were just kind of standing in the background. And uh, and then I got to catch the boy. I got to patch catch him. I got to catch him coming right out of the air, right, right in my hands. You know, it's a slippery little baby. You know, you gotta like, you know, really carefully catch him. It's so fun. Uh, and and like I was, you know, to- totally. Re- I mean, it, 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 it turned out great. And, um, then, uh, um, uh, I, I guess that that's it, but that, that, I mean, I'm so living it through him right now, thinking about his experience, you know, it's tough, you know, you gotta get him crying, you know, the first thing you gotta do with it, with a person, human being is get him crying, right? It's, uh, it's so perfect. And, um, and then you got things like, um, I mean, of course there's hunger, you got rashes, you got not being able to communicate, you got, um, uh, you, you got teeth coming in, teeth are, are painful. Um, I mean, this, these are all like without anybody, whatever situation they're in ever, I mean, this, these are like the problems of rich rich people because <laughs> like, like, well, I, th- th- let, let me, I, there's a lot to say there. I, 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 I don't want to go off on that tangent, but, um, uh, um, teeth, teeth. So yeah, teeth, um, you know, just the pain of, um, of denial, not wanting something and not getting it. And, uh, the pain of, of, um, of getting what you want and then getting sick from it. The pain of getting sick, the pain of um, uh, the pain of, of waking up at the wrong time, the pain of of um, having to go to bed and not wanting to go to bed, the pain the pain of exhaustion, the point where you, you you can't even go to sleep because you're so like tired. My kids get that place a lot. I mean, I, I, you get the point. Um, it. Life is full of hard things without you having to do anything, you know? So you basically define happiness where you are, you know, you gotta attack it. You gotta, you gotta take it right on, you know? You can't avoid it. That's really the key is that when you stop avoiding life, that's when you can have more fun, I think. Because you got your shit together, basically. You know, and that, that's the thing that I like about this, this getting up early. It's that it's, you know, I have, um, my time to get my stuff together, uh, which is great. Um, so, so I don't know if Charlie's coming back. I'm going to, I'm going to press the, this, the, uh, um, well, I, you know what? I'm going to press the stop button and I'm going to just say, we're going to, you know, call it, call it quits. But, but, um, that was nice. I had a nice little talk with him and he launched me off into my own little world again. 
and uh, now we're gonna probably see it, see it out. Okay, I think I think we've just just hit an hour, so that's that's good. All right. So and I can't wait to play my music again. So so I would really like to get Charlie with me. All right. Bye bye. All right. I got Charlie back, and I just wanted to um, play my outro music. And then Charlie doesn't get to hear it. Oh shoot! You're not do a nighttime beer. Conversation. Beer, beer conversation. Beer conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time. So we had a, a morning, um, a morning grogginess. Gro- grogginess. Ne- next time we'll see Charlie in the 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 evening beerness. Yeah. See see what comes out of himself. Um. So here, get on the mic a little bit. So Charlie, we um we talked. I when when I when you were gone, I talked about life. That's good. I talk about how painful it can be without, can without be. Do, doing anything, and uh, and so you know, I was I was happy that she came around, and uh, this this is nice, and so yeah, we'll do this again, and uh, and bye bye. See ya. Thanks. <laughs>